Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the GQ podcast, Career Decisions. My name is Stuart McGurk, and I'm GQ's Associate Editor. We're at Farmhouse Down, a cosy cottage in the heart of Soho Farmhouse in Oxfordshire, where we'll be grabbing the stars of our GQ Heroes event, taking them through the biggest moments of their careers, the decisions they've made, and the lessons they've learned. On this episode, GQ's Style and Grooming Director, Theo van der Brucker, talks to model and activist, Adwa Aboa. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, this is the GQ Heroes podcast. Um, my name is Theo van den Bruker. I'm the Style and Grooming Director of GQ. I'm very lucky uh, to be joined by model and activist and founder of Girls Talk, Adwa Burr. Uh, hello, hello. Adwa. How are yeah. you? Good, thank you. <laughs> uh, you just did a wonderful talk with Jamal Edwards on stage. Uh, how did that go? Oh, it was amazing. It actually, I was a bit worried because I'm like, I don't know where my body is right now or my mind. I can't particularly remember that much at the moment because I'm quite jet lagged but actually I mean it's just it's so beautiful how easy and naturally it goes when you know someone Mm. and we don't know each other really well but I think it just goes to show when you're on the like same wavelength it's kind of just just works it's quite it's just I had a few talking points but I just went off what he told me Uh, yeah it's lovely (laughs) as an interviewer I know that only too well um I it's kind of annoying because one of the main points you talked about was one of the main questions I have to end on (laughs) (laughs) about legacy which we will go to anyway okay well Um, maybe I'll have to maybe you have the answer finally yeah um so I know this is we're talking about career um and career progression and process uh in this podcast specifically um and obviously you've talked a lot about mental health and um your own experiences with addiction and obviously you you try to take your own life at what point did you decide on that on that process that it was time to make a change and to pursue pursue what you have kind of come to pursue in your career I think there were two like different moments there was a moment where I knew it was after getting out of um um after I was sectioned it was after that month where I came back home and I really realized that there was just part of me that knew I couldn't keep on going, couldn't keep on going in the same way that I'd been going. I couldn't, I had to take some advice and I had to start start putting some work in to get better. There was another moment when I was surrounded by family where I really was just, I can't, explain it better than just feeling very grateful to still be on this planet so that was another another moment and quickly after that when I started kind of really 
getting further into my journey of like recovery, which is still one that I'm on, I just realised how much help I had been given. I had been overwhelmed by support from friends, family, NHS nurses, my therapists, you know, all sorts of people. And also the community that had kind of been formed around me um, in terms of like, you know, the, just the community that had formed um, through me speaking about what I was going through. And it was, at that point, it was in a very kind of like con confidential setting um, in group therapy and in the rooms of AA and NA. But I just knew that I wanted to do something more. And, and you know, there were lots of people around me who said, you know, but you don't know this and you haven't studied this. But I just, I knew the power of storytelling and how and what it created when someone openly and honestly shared their story and, and and how quickly people felt confident enough to share back. So I just went on that, really. And, I mean, I, I imagine it, it came from a lot of places within that period, but where did that strength come from? Because if you are at that low ebb, yeah. to then pull yourself up and start, that's a really extraordinary thing to do. Where did, where did that strength come from? The strength came because, you know, I think it was partly, you know, it was a lot to do with my sister at the time. I think I just knew, you know, I remember getting out of treatment and my mum was like, you've just got to do, you know, for anything, if you can't do it for yourself, you've got to do it for your sister because I don't think she could handle any more. And I think she just, you know, we're the bestest friends in the world. And that was a real kind of driving force for me to kind of get my my life together. But the strength came because... I, you know, when you spent so long being complacent and kind of going with the flow and kind of being on everyone else's paths instead of your own, when you get a little bit of confidence and you start realising that you actually do have a purpose, it kind of, the the strength kind of comes naturally in a way because you're, you're suddenly you're suddenly enriched, your life is suddenly enriched by something. And it's almost like, you know, transference because I, I became addicted to to doing doing all the, you know, everything that falls underneath Girls Talk and to working really hard and to, to kind of getting my story out there. It just became like a kind of... And since then, it's like all I think about every single day. Amazing. Yeah. Um, do... You feel proud. I mean, you've achieved an, an awful lot in that time. Do you feel very proud of what you've achieved? Yeah, I think I do. There are moments where I feel really proud. And I think because, and I said that before, you know, I'm still on my own, my own personal journey of recovery and there are still things I battle with. And one of those being like confidence. I'm like a massive critic on myself. So there's, you know, I'm so blessed to have such a brilliant team around me that give me, you know, that that tell me to sit in the moments and to be proud of what I've achieved because sometimes it just becomes like just more, 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 more. What's the next thing to do? Um, and I think especially, you know, I just did a recently did a leadership lab at the UN and it was something that we all had very much in common. When you're on this journey of like activism, it's there's there's it's not like a, you know, 
your kind of typical nine to five job there's never it's there's never an end point there's so much to be done there's always new stories there's always new subjects there's always something that needs like being needs to be split apart and to be to be talked about more there's always people that need your help you you know so I think that puts a beautiful amount of pressure on me but also kind of keeps me going and sometimes doesn't let me kind of sit in the moments right. of pride if you get what I mean I do get what you mean yeah. I mean I, I, I find it interesting because obviously with girls talk um, it's very specific what you do but mm. it, a lot of it is through the prism of the fashion industry mm. um, and you, you know you have a very very big footprint in that world too and there is an issue um arguably that the problem of kind of self-confidence and lack thereof and kind of addiction and all of those kind of things and substance abuse they are very connected in the world of fashion mm. how do you kind of negotiate that how do you I, because it's a place where confidence is hard to come by but then mm. it also seems to be there in abundance how do you how do you negotiate yeah that? i mean that's a hard one because i it's something that i have struggled with since starting girls talk and and my career kind of you know becoming what it is now um because sometimes I feel like I'm you know contradicting myself sometimes I feel like I'm like a part to play in 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 this idea of of what one should strive for um because of being in the fashion industry but I'm very lucky that I work I've been able to work with people who really um are behind girls talk and really let me do what I want to do um and you know although they beautifully align together i think they're also very separate and our communities are separate they they definitely they definitely work together but that's the ice machine <laughs> um but they yeah, you know girls different. talk as its own thing and i've been really recently trying working very hard to 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 make it something bigger than just something that's been spurred on by my modeling and I don't think it has I think you know I started talking about my story before I started before my my career took off um someone asked me yesterday if you know would I would my message you know be as strong if it wasn't for the for the platform that I've been given by the my the fashion industry and maybe not and that's why I'm so grateful um because of the of the you know the platform that I've been given is, you know, we said today on with, you know, Jamal and I both said it is a hundred percent, a hundred percent my responsibility to use what's been given me to kind of do better, do, you know, do more good. Yeah. Um, this is a slight segue and a very yeah. small question, but only because it's topical. What do you think about the Instagram removing the likes? Yeah, feature? no, really good think? question because we've been talking about it a lot. Um, I am skeptical but I'm interested and I'm interested that they are are taking seriously, you know, the pressures that that not just the young but all of us are feeling that are on, you know, social media. I'm interested to see what they do with the anti-bullying kind of things that their icons that they're putting on on Instagram, but I'm interested to see if it will do as much as they want it to or as much as as, you know, people in the community and the wider you know social media community would like it to do i'm not sure if that that pressure will go but i would like to, you know i think 
you know, first steps, little steps. And I'm, I'm, I was excited to see when my, like someone in my team sent it to me. I was excited to see that they, they might be listening to their people and realizing what a massive effect um, Instagram has on someone's self-esteem and the way they look at themselves. Yeah. I mean, for, for, uh, you know, back to girls talking and career progression. I mean, talking to a young girl who might see you on Instagram and mm-hmm. see this amazing figure. Um, what would you say to them if they're lacking self-confidence and if they need, or a boy, mm-hmm. um, and they and they need a kind of a bit of a lift? What, what advice would you give them if they're lacking to, fi- sorry, struggling to find a direction? I think it, you know, it's so amazing when I speak to Jamal because, you know, he found it, maybe he found it at 15 you know I really was in such a different place in my life and I've changed I'm still the same person but I have changed so much since then and I would say I just think it takes time I think it's so you know and it's something we really try and show on Girls Talk we try and show all the different parts of recovery you know when you were on rock bottom the middle and you know the the continuous journey of recovery and what you're doing now with your life because I think it's so important sometimes you only see the the worst and then the best and um, I always try and show my community that I'm still in progress I'm still learning I'm I'm still learning from the the wonderful people that are coming into my life and from the people I've been able to speak to and um, through my podcast and and through all the things that we do with girls talk um, but sit in sit in all the the emotions that come to you I think I didn't I was so scared of any sort of emotion that I I fled from it as soon as I could, whether that be through drugs and alcohol or or love or anything that I could get my hands on. I was never able to sit in any sort of feeling. And I think I it would have been so it would have been such a positive if I'd been able to, if I was fine, not always feeling okay. And you know, that self that self confidence comes because you know, I have to, I have to stick to my guns. I'm on no one's else's path except for my own. And any sort of rejection or all sorts of feelings feel so much less damaging when I'm being myself. If I pretend to be someone else, it just feels awful. Yeah. Um. So I would say that, but it just takes one, you know, a day at a time, as they say. And um, it. It's not easy and there's a, so much work that you have to put on. Surround yourself by good energy, mm. you know, keep out the like kind of the drains and just the radiators, keep the radiators close. Absolutely. Um, I, I was sat at dinner, we had a lovely dinner for Cheeky Heroes last night and I was sat next to Elizabeth Day, um, who has obviously written that amazing book, How to Fail. Yeah. Um, and she was saying that one of the biggest lessons she's learned is that you, can't, you shouldn't plan I kind of struggle with this idea because I like to plan years ahead. Yeah. Um, and one of the and she said, you know, that to take life as it comes and to not try and impose a kind of preordained dictum on what you should be doing. Would yeah. you agree with that? Or, yeah, or do no. you plan? Or no, I mean, we're quite. I mean, maybe that will change as, as the bigger that girls talk grows. But we are definitely go with the flow, and you know, we're all so close that we're kind of always kind of like throwing ideas off of each other. And I don't, you know. 
to a certain ex- extent, we have got some sort of plan of where I'd like to get to and where we want girls talk to get to, but not necessarily. I think I was so fearful of the future that I really just try and stay very much in the present um, and take every second as it comes. But that doesn't stop me from like living my life to like the fullest. Yeah, and when you when you when you come up against kind of setbacks, um, how do you? overcome them now and maybe if you have an example of something recently that's happened where you've had to kind of really dig deep to find a a way through I mean of the you know nothing you're not comfortable with no I think something that's kind of come into my life recent and it has been it's actually been in my life for a long time but I think I'm just at a different place in my life now to deal with it two things one is self-worth I've been really kind of working on my own like self-confidence and really kind of respecting the position that I have in both my girls talk world and the fashion industry and really kind of owning it owning that space and how much how exciting it is when I feel that confidence and what it brings to the kind of the atmosphere and how how I shouldn't you know I think I get so paralyzed by kind of feeling kind of unworthy sometimes you know it's just part of my it's just part of all of it, I suppose. And grief. Probably I did part a, of the charm and the yeah, and what, yeah, how it works. maybe so, exactly. You know, um, and I just try and be real about it, to be honest, as well. And then grief as well. You know, I did a massive month for the Girls Talk podcast and grief, and then grief shocked my surroundings. And it was so amazing how I used all the stories and everything that I'd learned to kind of help all the other people around me and myself. Um, and so I'm just learning all the time. And it's so it's so great that, yeah, so I'm, I think that's, that's key. It's, I need to keep on asking myself questions. As soon as I, there's so much more I have to learn. Um, I need to keep on questioning my place within society, what I have to offer, what I can do more of, blah, 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 blah. Um, I know you're eager to go and see Ricky Gervais, as am I. Um, But two more questions for you, which I'm sure you get asked a lot, uh, but have value nonetheless. Uh, What's the um, first one? What's the greatest piece of advice you've ever been given? The greatest piece of advice I have been given. Definitely, it was kind of like ingrained in me to just start being honest, be honest, be honest, be honest. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't start like telling the truth. So that was one always take your makeup off before bed that was another one <laughs> um, that too. and uh, exactly and and energy you know both my sisters we keep it it's a serious one for us we keep good energy around us and sometimes it might seem quite cutthroat but I'm sensitive and sensitivity is why I do what I do but sensitivity is sensitivity is also what's brought me to my knees so I keep very good company yeah. um and I have to, I have to, you know, life is too, life is chaotic and, and scary and you have to be, you know, put yourself in uncomfortable situations sometimes. So I keep good, good energy around me. Um, do you think sensitivity is a kind of, as it's been seen in the past as a dirty word. Mm. And do you think that's changed? Yeah, I think we're getting there. Yeah. I think we're getting there. I, there's nothing I love more when I just see someone like bearing it all. I love sensitivity and vulnerability. It was something I hated before, but yeah, it's, I think it's a good thing. And finally, 
Um, I hope thought of an answer for this right oh, now. Legacy, legacy. <laughs> do you think about your legacy? And if so, what what do you what would you like it to be? I'm sure it will change over the years, but yeah. at the moment. I think about my... Le- I don't really think about my legacy that much. And maybe... I don't know. Do you really need to? But I think about... I just think about... There's so much I want to do. So... I think maybe I do think about like I think about what I want you know what I want people to remember me for um I want people to remember me for someone who who gave a shit and who who continued can who continued to do things um all the time um it, I got sorry come sorry and <laughs> yeah but yeah, but I don't think about it. I maybe ask me again in a couple of years. Just one final thing: if yeah. you stopped now and you looked at what you did, yeah, objectively, would you be proud of the legacy that you've left? At yes, one hundred percent. That's I'd be very, very proud. Fantastic, Adwa. Thank you so much thank for joining you us at so uh, GQ Heroes. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank, thank you. you. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.